So today, talking about ACAB and FTP, uh, acronyms that are relevant uh, right now more than other times, uh, in times of unrest like this with systematic racism, um, you know, through policing. So if you do not know these acronyms, um, ACAB is All Cops Are Bastards. For the rest of this um uh, episode I will just say all cops are bad because I think that's really the the message that is trying to be um, expressed uh, and then FTP is fuck the police for the most part which we'll get to in a bit so there's a couple of reasons I wanted to make this video one is this is kind of my response to what is going on um, right now in mostly the US but I mean there are some things happening in Canada as well because of a different incident um, but even even happening in Canada and other places in the world um, because of what happened in the U.S. with George Floyd recently. Obviously, this is just something that continues to happen, continues to happen, continues to happen. And when there's a new incident, depending on how severe that incident is, depending on how much traction it gets for whatever reason, or this death um, of somebody is trending or whatever else, there's a lot of different reasons, I think, that um, it gets to an extreme point like it is now, which is a, a good thing. Um, but yeah, this is kind of going to be talking about things in, in, in a more generalized sense rather than going through specifically any one, you know, specific killing or murder or manslaughter or whatever you want to call it. Um, I'll probably just reference it as a killing because that's what happened. Uh, whether you want to argue it's intentional or not, that's not what I'm here for right now. Um, but ACAB and FTP. So... One of the reasons I wanted to respond to this is because I saw an Instagram post the other day where somebody local was making uh, jewelry and some other items that said ACAB on it. And I liked this post. And then someone brought me, brought it to my attention that they didn't like that I liked this post. We didn't have a discussion about it because they didn't want to have a conversation. But I started having an internal conversation since that day um, about, okay, well, I know that I do not think all cops are bad. I know that. I knew that when I liked the post. I didn't have to really reflect on it that much. Um, but I started thinking, why did I like the post if this is what I believe? Um, I do not believe all cops are bad. I don't believe in making huge blanket statements like that about anything. I don't like that. It's something that I don't really do for the most part because I believe, as if you've ever listened to an episode or watched one before, I believe in, in nuance and... Um, complexity of, you know, the human spirit and people in general and whatever else, right? Uh, I don't believe you can just put people in a box um, or they can put themselves in a box and just be that one thing. I believe in terminal uniqueness, if you want to call it that. But, yes. Um, so when I liked this post, I was angry when I liked the post. That's, that's basically what happened, is I was upset about what was happening when I saw this. Um, I knew what it meant. I wasn't ignorant to that fact. And I knew what my like, I guess, meant. It could have meant different things, but I mean, um, I, I felt like I could like that post and still feel how I felt beforehand and now and during at the same time. Um, because no, I do not believe that all police officers are bad people with bad intentions that get into it for the wrong reasons. I think there is a huge number of them that, um, I mean, it's been documented already with evidence that there is an absurd amount of police officers that are there for the wrong reasons, doing the wrong things, and have bad intentions. Um, 
I wish I brought up some quotes and stuff, but I, I didn't really do any research for this, but just things that I've seen recently. I mean, I think it was Chris Rock, and if I'm misattributing it, my bad, please correct me, who was talking about, like, you can't have one bad seed in this profession. Like, it, it doesn't work that way. Like, one is more than enough. Like, you, you can't just have one. And when we have instances like this happening um, in the case of George Floyd, like, there were four, and they were all together. And even though there was only maybe one person who had a knee on a neck, there were three other officers, you know, protecting that one officer um, and, and not stopping what was happening, right? So obviously, you know, certain times you, you have a partner, you, 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 have, you have groups, you have pockets of these um, bad seeds, if you want to call them, but it is obvious by all this evidence throughout the decades that there are too many in a profession where you should be vetting people you know, psychologically, not just physically, to the point where this should be very minimal. It should not be the norm that there is a a a fraction that you could even calculate, really. Or, or you know what I mean? Like, it should be a sporadic um, anomaly that should happen once every... It should happen once every couple years, not every day. <laughs> You know, or, or you know, and, and whether there's evidence of the footage or not, like, there, there's complaints lodged daily, you know, and we're, I'm just talking about U.S. and Canada right now, um, specifically with U.S. because a lot of the footage is coming from there, a lot of the systemic racism is coming from there, more so than Canada, we've got our own baggage uh, with different types of racism too, and different systems that were put in place, especially when we're talking about Aboriginal peoples, um, but between the two countries, I mean, we could be going all over the place, but I mean, we're talking about, you know, colonialism and, and, and all those things and um, what that left behind and the systems that were handed down and our tradition of, of, of certain things um, with government that uh, led to, you know, police states and all this other stuff. So this is, this is an area where this should be an anomaly, where this just shouldn't happen that often. Like, People are human, though, and we are nuanced, and we are complex, and maybe someone initially got into the profession with good intentions, um, and they were great, and then over years of service and seeing things and dealing with people, whatever, they can become bitter. But this is also how I feel about, you know, at a certain point when you are a driver and you have a license, you shouldn't just have a license forever. I think once you hit a certain age, I mean, like, if I had an injury, I my license might get taken away. It might be reassessed with whether my vision or if I have epilepsy or something else um, and, and seizures and stuff that, that prevent me from being safe behind the wheel. Well, at a certain age, I believe that we should start retesting people um, in a, a X amount of years and then the older you get, it's, it'd be every year or every six months or whatever it is to ensure the safety of everyone else around them. Well, th that's, you know, saying that as we age, we become more at risk for not being able to drive in a safe manner. Police officers are in a profession that that makes them high a higher risk, I guess, of becoming bitter, becoming violent, because whatever, there's way more responsibility. I mean, every time you get behind the car, you have a huge responsibility not to go and, and kill somebody else, right? Like, it'd be the easiest thing to do. Um, by not paying attention, you know, to, to some kid runs the middle of the street and you weren't paying attention because you were looking at your phone or whatever it was, or because you couldn't see, or because you had a seizure, or because you were old and you didn't react fast enough, whatever it is, that those are huge responsibilities that play with people's lives. Um, in the same manner, police officers have 
authority that they exercise, where they they are enacting or enforcing laws that are up to their discretion a lot of times, or, or at all times, really. Um, and they have they have authority, they have power, they have physical prowess, uh, they have, they're in groups, they have guns, they have w weapons, etc., right? Like, that those people need to be held to a higher standard and uh, be more accountable and responsible than the average citizen, right? They are in a profession that, that needs to test them, not just physically, but psychologically, more often. This is what I believe, that this, this needs to be something that happens frequently so that these bad seeds or whatever can be easily or more easily... Um, spotted and then made to exit the profession. That doesn't happen. Um, there's programs and systems in play, and, and that's the other thing. Everything is fractured. There's no universal um, system as far as policing goes and stuff like that, really. Like, we, we've got different education systems in order to get um, any type of certification to be a police officer with different physical standards, different psychological standards, intelligence um, all those things differ from area to area, from city to city, municipalities and provinces and states and, and whatever else that make up the whole of a country. Um, that All these things are fractured and different as to how they are trained, so this doesn't help. Um, there, there are some universal standards with some things when it's like the country, these are the laws in the country, then there's, you know, provincial laws, state laws, etc., but there, there needs to be some things put in place that I believe are universal when it comes to, let's say, handling, training on handling people with mental disabilities, how to spot people with mental disabilities, how to um, care for them in a different way than you would a citizen, or, or what you would judge to be an average citizen, um, what is really a threat, what's not a threat, whatever, right? And, and obviously proper procedures for handling different types of threats, um, whether someone is resisting arrest or not, or you think they might, or blah, 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 blah. There's always going to be room for error. There's always going to be room for people to sneak in there with bad intentions, um, people to not even realize at, at some points their own biases, but there needs to be bias training. Like, there are in some cities. Some cities have responded to all these things in the past couple of years um, with training, and that's been great. But, obviously, it's not enough. Um, again, we are human. Things are going to happen, but things are happening way too much in this area for it to be even close to acceptable. For us to not do better. Us being just like a wider human race or whatever else. Um, this isn't something that I talk about very often. I don't talk about race very often. I don't see my own race very often. I have a feeling this conversation is going to blow up to be something much bigger. Um, but it's just something that I, I just don't get into very often. I'm going to have some links here to some prior conversations about racism. I think I've only talked about it really twice with me uh, in the podcast or YouTube video. Um, so there'll be links in the, in both, I guess, a conversation I had or more of a story about, about racism and me and how that's played out in my life. Uh, and then also how some people in my life don't think of me as a person of color, um, which is interesting. And I myself don't think of myself as a person of color that much. I don't get defensive about things like this that happen that much. Um, however, I do have fears and I know I'm bouncing all over the place, but more than any other time, this is just how it's going to be, um, going off the rails. Classic. But, but, but I have a lot of fears, and a lot of those fears aren't necessarily based on my personal experiences, but the personal experiences of others, like George Floyd. So, um, I am a Hispanic male. I, I, um, I think that I look fairly Hispanic, or Latin, or whatever you want to call it, that I don't look like I am Caucasian, that I look like a person of color, um, and 
if you do not have an opportunity to speak to me and hear my accent or my my ability to speak English or whatever else, then you may make assumptions about me. And also, I mean, so my family's from Chile. I was born in Alberta. Um, but all of my family is in South America. Uh, for the most part, I mean, like, they were born there, whatever, for, for a, a little while. Uh, but my, both my parents, my biological parents, are, you know, Chilean. So that is where the bulk of my living family is for the very most part. Um, I was born in Canada. I was born and raised here in Alberta. Um, spent some time in Saskatchewan. I never lived in Chile. I went to visit there a total of less than three months in the, my whole 34 years on this planet. Um, and, yeah, I, I speak English. I My traditions, my customs, um, my culture is very Canadian. Alberta, Prairies, Saskatchewan, Canadian. That's how, that's just what has been around me. But I do have fears that when I am elsewhere, especially in the U.S., this is why I don't, I'm not excited to travel to the U.S. I don't want to. Um, there are some things that happen, you know, even from two hours away from here, the culture is immediately different when you cross the border um, in a bunch of different ways. Laws are different. Culture is different. I do not want to be perceived as an immigrant, as Mexican. Um, there are huge negative stereotypes um, about those two people, um, types of people. And I don't want to be classified as either one of those from a distance because um, then I feel more vulnerable than I do in Canada. I feel much safer in Canada than I do in the U.S. Um, I believe statistically we just have way less incidences of uh, acts of violence either from police or regular citizens. Um, the racism here is different. Um, I do not find that, that, again, I think that a lot of our racism in Canada um, you know, is more directed at Aboriginal peoples. Obviously, it can be directed at anybody at any time, any person of color, or, or even people that are not of color. I mean, there's, there is, that's a whole other topic. Anyway, um, but I just don't feel safe in the U.S. being who I am, looking how I look. Um, even across the border, you know, I'm, I'm like two hours away or maybe less from a border, um, and, and, or the U.S.-Canada border, and I, I'd be like, oh, I can't be that different there. Like, it's two hours away from here. Like, no, it's, things are different. And I could do absolutely nothing and end up dead. And that's how I feel. And so I have fears based off of how things have happened and operated in that system, in that country, um, with that culture, right? No, not everyone in the U.S. is bad. No, that doesn't mean that every... Uh, police department necessarily has this culture or that every police officer no and it's not just about police i mean it's just it's anybody i mean people you know a white person makes a phone call about somebody else and the police come there you know maybe making assumptions because of a witness's a witness's story whatever there's so many things i don't want to go into all the examples but i am scared i do not want to go there i don't that means i'm going to miss out on some things or maybe i will go there but I have fear, way more fear there. Than I don't, I don't have any qualms about traveling in Canada. I, I'm not thinking about, yo, Toronto is way worse than. Here. Yes, it is, and my my fear might like, just a little bit. I don't know. I don't have fear in Vancouver. I've been to both places. I have not been to Toronto as an adult. I've been to BC. I mean, but we're also talking about different politics in in completely opposite sides of the country. So I think maybe my fear to be in the greater Ontario or greater Toronto area would be um, a little more than it is, you know, being in the greater Vancouver area um, because of the cultures in those places to me being very polar opposites when it comes to 
um, political parties and, and mayors and people that are in power there and how those structures um, are affected uh, based off of the people in power. Anyway, I want to bring this back and br continue to bring it back to, to where I started. No, I don't believe that all cops are bad. I do not believe that, that you can take a group of people and stereotype them as one thing. No. But right now, I don't need to see or hear about police officers that are good. That does nothing right now. I think most people have the knowledge that there are people in that profession that are good people, that are there for the right reasons, that help people, that do actually serve and protect their communities, that want to affect change. I think that any rational person will see that, yes, that is a thing, I believe it. But that story doesn't matter right now. It doesn't matter. It doesn't do anything good. In fact, it distracts from the point that there are way too many officers that are not good, that are horrible, that are committing murders, that are wanting to get away with murders, that even if it wasn't intentional, it was manslaughter, and it, they were and it was an accident, they don't want to be responsible. And there's too many of these organizations that are trying to protect those people. There is... Whether based off race or not, I mean, this whole thing is based off race, but I mean... Um, it, it, it's, it's completely unacceptable, and saying that makes me sound, I feel, I sound stupid saying that it's unacceptable. I don't need to hear those stories. Within my anger, I do not want to let my anger actually lead me to believe that all cops are bad. I don't believe that, but it is safer to assume that they are. It is safer for me, as a person of color, to assume that I cannot go to a police officer for help sometimes. That I don't want to engage or have any type of minuscule relationship with a police officer, even when asking for help. I don't. I don't want to be involved. I, I want to be as far away from police officers as possible. I have not been a victim of police brutality, but I've been a victim of police trying to manipulate me and take advantage of me when there were things that I didn't do wrong, um, or when they couldn't prove that I did them wrong, or them lying to my face to make my offenses worse, such in the cases of graffiti and some guy saying, oh yeah, that was the tag I saw at my house, and you, you graffitied my... They started getting angry at me when, yes, I, I was arrested for tagging um, in my youth, and that was something that I did, but I'd never been to that area of the city, and I knew that. And I'm like, why are you choosing... And, and I was too um, small, you know, young, uh, naive, scared to engage and to say, actually, I've never been there, you know? Um, or actually, the name that you just asked me about what my name was, I made that up. Like, like um, the name that I was tagging. I was like, I've, I've never been to that area, so you're making that up. Like, I, I don't even think I'd want to do that now because of the fear. No, I don't. I, it is better for me to assume that all cops are bad. Much safer to assume that. And I don't think it's going to hurt me to assume that. However, the opposite will hurt me, possibly can hurt me, has the potential to hurt me. The opportunity is there. But the opportunity is not there if I just assume this group is shown to be a problem. There's a problem with this group. The system is broken. This organization, these several organizations within the umbrella of police officers, there's something rotten in the state of Denmark. Like, like there, 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 there's, there's something wrong here. And we've known that for a very long time. So... No, I do not f believe all cops are bad. But it is safer for me to do so for my personal safety, for my life. You know how ridiculous that is? To be like, 
I could just be driving down the street one day and for no reason... It's the same thing as, like, driving while black. Like, driving as a person of color. Walking down the street as a person of color. Like, I don't take that to the extreme where I don't jaywalk. Yeah, like, I I jaywalk. I make sure that no one's around, no one has to stop for me, and I go. You know what I mean? Like, that's a thing that happens. I take that risk, if you want to call it. But someone might see that. An officer might see that. They might approach me. Um, and even if I'm 100% compliant, it may not matter. It depends on that officer's mood that day. It depends on the, the, the culture that they grew up in, their specific, their family culture, their police culture, their, you know, unit-like culture, their whatever, right? Like, it, the, it, it's a fear that exists for me for a legitimate reason. I think I've explained that to the degree that I'm going to explain it. That no, again, I do not believe in, in, in these blanket statements and, and whatever else. But obviously right now, especially in anger, and, and my, my fear and my anger and whatever else is hot right now. Um, and until these things change, you could say that it should be that way all the time. But I don't think that's how people operate. We can't operate with that amount of extreme um, emotional response to things running on high every day. It has to calm down eventually uh, for us to just exist on a normal plane and, and be, um, you know, to function in life. Going to the acronym FTP. Um, fuck the police. I've never supported that. You know, that doesn't make me... that, that There are times where I often roll my eyes at that. Um, there, there are times where, you know... I feel that at the same time, but you can't say the police just like you can't say all cops. You can't say the police. You can say, fuck these police officers, right? Whenever I see FTP, for me, honestly, the FTP that I support is this one. This is the FTP that I support, which is film the police. I'm hoping you can actually see all of that here. But... That is something I believe in. That is the FTP that I believe in. Um, Which is trying to provide evidence to make these groups of people responsible for their actions. To hold them accountable. To make sure, or to attempt to make sure there are consequences. When really it's out of our hands if there's consequences or not. I mean, these things have been happening. I don't think they've been increasing in their rate of, of their happening, but... Because of filming, because of having evidence, we see it more than we did before. Because the ease of access to technology and people having cell phones, even people that are in poverty can have access to recording devices and, and internet. You know, these are things that, you know, 10 years ago, we didn't have as much access to. Um, like nobody, as ease of access as we do now. And now that's becoming a thing, right? Um, so we, we can't... <laughs> rely on police body cams and whatever else when there's a, a, a system and a structure that's completely rotten and broken in some places where even if they did have it on, oh, now, oh no, it was damaged, it was whatever, it didn't work when we tried to upload it. What, you know what I mean? People are there sometimes protecting other people that shouldn't be protected that are there supposed to be, they're supposed to be there protecting us, um, that, that aren't and us being just people. I don't mean people of color, I just mean people. Uh... So I believe in filming the police. I believe in in doing what we can to make others see what is happening and how frequently it is happening and how extremely sometimes it is happening. And, and thus, maybe things like this will happen. Right now, there are 
are many riots going on. There are demonstrations. There's peaceful protest. There's all these different forms of public protest that should be happening. I feel like throughout different, you know, killings um, over the course of, of, of the past couple of years, sometimes they have not gotten this extreme. And there's evidence of other things going on too within these riots of, of people of, of of people trying to discredit the riots of people that seem like police going in and trying to instigate breaking of stores um, in order to go back later and say oh look what's happening these people are burning down or wrecking their own community and whatever else and and the thing is that you can't really expect a rational reaction sometimes anyway there are different opinions on this I mean Killer Mike. Um, you may know him from Run the Jewels or just him as a solo artist. Um, you know, I mean, I he was really instructing his community, you know, in Atlanta and stuff. Um, now I fear that it's not Atlanta and it was somewhere else. Anyway, he was instructing his community to not go burning down your own home, basically. And he gave a lot of reasons why. And he simultaneously was talking about the respect that he has for certain police officers and his family that he knows very well and whatever else. But I feel like he was very balanced in saying, like, look, this is the time to get organized and to yes we need to protest and yes we need to burn these systems down but not by destroying our own community and possibly hurting people in our own community that are business owners and whatever else you know what i mean um someone a friend pointed out to me a, a very good point that oh because of covid19 maybe that's why these riots are more extreme now and they weren't before because i've talked to him before about how like i wish that things got to a a bigger head with with how many people are willing to go out and put themselves on the line. I wish that that was happening because maybe then there would be more change. But obviously you're risking your job, your life, your physical health, whatever else, um, and, and you don't feel like you can do that. That makes perfect sense. But my friend was saying, yeah, with COVID-19, a lot of people don't have jobs right now anyway that they feel they have to risk. A lot of people have time. A lot of people whatever. And some people obviously are taking advantage of this to go and loot and do whatever else. I don't remember how I got into this whole thing about rioting and looting, but... Um, yeah, the, the fact that things got to this place is a good thing, uh, in some ways, because of the attention and, and the fact that if certain governments and authorities are seeing how far people are willing to go that, that they need to make change, there's a lot of things I could say here that I, I don't know how far I want to go. But I mean, as far as I know, so far, no police officers have died from these actions of protest. Of, of violent protest even and there's a part of me that no I mean I wonder what would happen if, if if that did happen I wonder if we would be swinging back the other way and then people would be discrediting the riots and everything else that's what I was trying to say you, you can't you can't expect this to be a rational thing despite the fact that yes it would be more, I think it would be more beneficial to go the path of killer Mike and do things with unfortunately there's two sides you, you you can't change the system within the system is one thing is, is one side and the other side is like well you just have to that's the, the, we are restricted in what you can do legally whatever else we have to go through the system and do what we can and organize and vote people out of office and vote for different laws and whatever else but that system is is hugely broken and, and i don't know how much work will get done there so then there's this side or does you can't change the system within the system so you need to go outside of that system and start doing things that, that, that maybe it is, but that's the thing, it doesn't have to just be irrational, it is a rational thought to be like, hey, no, we're going and rioting in the streets, that is what we're doing, we're overturning police cars, we're going to burn this place down, we're going to, whatever, right? Like, that amount of anger, I believe, is justified. This chaos is justified. The actions 
that, that happen on a daily basis in these systems by police officers and other authorities, government officials, and everyone else that is there protecting these things and, and um, uh, therefore... I can't think of the word right now, but basically giving incentive for them to keep happening and happening again by not actually punishing people the way they should be um, and, and there's consequences that aren't happening as much as they should. They are, they are supporting, I guess, you know, that these things can continue to happen. Um, I don't I lost my train of thought trying to think of a word, but, but I mean, these things are, are, ugh. the response to this is, I believe, appropriate. If not, it needs to be even stronger. In saying that, what am I doing but making a video? Nothing. Um, absolutely nothing. So, I mean, um, I don't know. I mean, that, having that discussion makes me want to do more and think about doing more and whatever else. This is just, for some reason, this is an area of, of weirdness and awkwardness for me when it comes to race and, and things of that nature because I don't feel like a person of color a lot of the time, which again, I'll link to these videos that kind of explain that a little more, and my knowledge being white, as, you know, I will explain in a video that you can hear that. Wrapping this up, you know, um, I, I, it doesn't make me sad, it makes me angry, and it makes me scared. And I guess if I really go back to it, I'm like, yeah, it's sad to be that. It, it is, like, it's more of an abstract thought of how it is sad that this happened for other people. Yes, I have the empathy there, but I mean, it is also like sad that I, in an abstract way, that I have to be scared of certain things. It makes me more scared. Talking about this stuff makes me more scared. So I guess that's why I don't like talking about it and I want to forget it because I don't want to live in fear. And thankfully, I haven't had enough circumstances or enough extreme circumstances in my life to push me to be living in fear um, within these communities that I live in, the ones that I choose to live in, um, you know, that I, I don't want to move to certain areas or, or spend time there at all. I don't want to cross borders for any reason. I don't have to. And I'm scared when I do. Like, I, I haven't been to the States in 2006. And then... You know, I, I was a lot younger than I am now. I mean, you can do the math. Um, I went there for a wedding. I was excited. I went with friends. It was a trip. It was whatever. I didn't have this on my mind as much for a lot of reasons. It wasn't in the media as much. I wasn't thinking about it. I was there for other purposes, and they were beautiful and wonderful. But now, I don't know what it would take for me to go there again. I mean, it's not something you can just really do on a whim. I mean, you could. But, I mean, for me, in the in the um, context that I'm in. I can't just go on a whim to the States for whatever reason. And I feel like that's the only way that I would go, you know? Like, my passport is... I don't have to get that ready. That's there. But I mean, like, financials and time and organizing stuff. Like, why am I going? Where am I going? Why? Like, you know what I mean? Like, the only way that I would go is if it was spontaneous. Because if I actually think about it, I'm scared. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go. I'm scared to wear this. That's how I want to wrap this up. Even wearing this bandana... And the shirt that I have that matches, um, that says film the police, even that, I get nervous wearing it, even here, in Lethbridge, or in Calgary, or whatever. I make a point to wear it when I'm in bigger cities, because I support that movement. But, I also feel like a target when I wear it. More of a target than I would be if I was just being myself in my brownness, walking down the street. <sighs> 
And there's obviously something wrong with that. And it's not... I mean, I'm naturally a paranoid person, but when it comes to this stuff, the evidence is there. The statistics are there. There's things you've seen with your own eyes that we know are not digitally manipulated in video or audio. Um, and there's more than enough, a wealth, a disgusting, gross amount of evidence that these things happen that shouldn't happen to the, even a 1% of the fact they're happening now that shouldn't be happening. They should be anomalies and they should be treated as extreme. Like, I mean, how many times in, in how many decades do you have like serial killers that go and are on a, a killing spree of, of 10, 20 people or more? That happens incredibly rarely and those people are treated severely and that's how this should be treated. This is how much this should happen. It should happen in an incredibly low amount and it's it's regular and it's becoming more known that this is somewhat average behavior. The frequency is acceptable and it's obviously not. I had a point that I wanted to talk about when I was discussing how this isn't a time for talking about all the positivity and good cops and whatever else. And that was that when you choose this profession, you also take with it this cross you have to bear. Like, you, you pick that up, like, immediately. And you should know that. You should know the history of what you're getting into and the present of what you're getting into and what is happening. And, I mean, if you're doing that for the right reasons because you want to affect change in the system and be better whatever than these other people are, um, but you, you bear that cross quietly, especially at times like these. Just shut up. Like, this isn't a time for you to say, oh, this cop doesn't represent us or whatever. No, just shut up. You are making things worse, distracting from what's happening, etc. Do what you can to affect change quietly. Don't get on social media and start whatever else about about how some cops are good and like we are we're good and we don't do these things. Shut up. Like this is your cross to bear that you chose. Just hold it. And assume that, that that everything will be okay, that no one's going to target you or whatever. And if they do, again, you you know, depending on what kind of officer you are and what you're doing, you go out into your squad car or you walk the beat or you are on a bike or whatever it is you on a horse, depending on where you are, if you're in New York or whatever, you know that your life is at risk on a daily basis. So if it's at risk more so now, again, this is something that you knew about. This is something that you just have to take. That's the risk that you chose to take. So, do it quietly. This is your cross to bear. You chose it. Again, you know, like, do it quietly. That whatever's going to happen is going to happen and things are going to, whatever, you can affect the change, you can do the positive stuff. Do it with your actions, not your words. Not right now.